0: I would like to imp, rest upon you. How excited I am for today's episode.
1: Oh, well, we're in for a good one, aren't we?
0: Yes, I'm Claire. And I'm Vince. And this is... Friends, Friends of Legend! <laughs> <laughs> Friends of Legend, a happy little podcast where we take you on a journey with us to find a new magical friend every week.
1: Welcome to our Garden of Friends.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about imps. Imps?
1: Yes. Like, like Tyrion Lannister?
0: Yeah, well, he's called an imp because he possesses one characteristic of the imps I'm talking about and that he's a little guy, but uh, that's, that's more of a derogatory term for our friend Tyrion in Game of Thrones. What I'm talking about is the magical creature of an imp. I'm sure many of our listeners have at least heard the term imp, and that is because these little friends have been wandering our world for many, many centuries now. They were first sighted in Germany, and now they just kind of like to roam around Europe.
1: Huh. wonder, do you know whether imp is a German word?
0: Imp is actually rooted from the Old English word impa, which translates to an offshoot of a tree. Huh. And I will go into why they are considered little offshoots in a bit. So first I'd like to talk a little bit about the imp's appearance. If you see one, you're probably going to mistake it for a tiny little devil because they're they're small, they're bony, their skin color ranges between red. It's usually red, but sometimes you might see purple, brown, gray, kind of scaly-skinned little guys. They have large, bat-like, leathery wings. They've got oversized ears and horns, and sometimes a big old schnoz. And they've got a long tail and clawed feet. You might consider an imp to look A little bit more like a cat or a monkey than a humanoid devil or demon.
1: Huh, that's, uh, I mean, I think we've got one of those.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Well, he doesn't have his wings sprouted just yet, thankfully.
1: Yeah, we'd be out of 5,000 if that were the case.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really, imps are more mischievous than seriously threatening. They're sometimes considered lesser demons, which just means that they're not as big and powerful as a demon or devil that you might think of when you hear the word.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I always imagine them not really doing any great deeds of evil, but just kind of sitting in the corner with their little pitchfork going,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So there's a story that in the 14th century, the devil and two of his imp minions were visiting a new cathedral that was just built in the town of Lincoln, England. And the devil was very annoyed, naturally, at the presence of such a sacred cathedral. Like you do. Like you do. That the imps started wreaking havoc on the place, sensing their master's upset. So, an angel appears and turns one of the imps into stone. And to this day, the imp sits in the stonework of the cathedral as sort of an icon of the city of Lincoln.
1: well, poor guy.
0: It's really too bad that the evil and treacherous feelings of a greater demon or other great master bring such serious consequence to their more innocent little imp friends. But their legacy lives on, the ones that didn't make it out so easily. You can find a lot of imps in the stonework of cathedrals and other architecture all over Europe. And they're usually pretty well hidden, so a tourist with a keen eye would have to focus well to find it.
1: So does that mean some gargoyles are imps?
0: I I don't know that there's a huge difference between gargoyles and imps, but perhaps we can come back to that in a later episode and we will let y'all know.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: Mostly imps are attendants of devils, or sometimes gods. Really? Yes, indeed. I didn't find a lot of information about specific gods that they partner up with, but really the idea is just that imps are more neutral in their morality than anything, and they will serve whoever decides to be their master.
1: That's, I mean, no, that makes sense to me. You know what that reminds me of? What? Blemish.
0: Blemish from... One of our favorite podcasts.
1: Yeah, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Hello
0: from the Magic Tavern.
1: He's always kind of skulking about the aforementioned Magic Tavern, and whenever he pops up, he says, Blemish returns! Mm-hmm. And it, he, his behavior seems very impish to me, though yeah. I know he is not actually an imp.
0: Right, right. But, yeah, imps, they're kind of blank slates. They're little pranksters, and they like to have fun at the expense of others' annoyance, but they don't really have any strong moral compass any particular way. So, that being said, by nature, imps are wild, impulsive, and uncontrollable, like fairies. And some cultures consider them to be fairies of their own, which is kind of funny, because when you think of a fairy, you think of a beautiful, tiny lady with Sparkling wings and our imp friends are more like Kind of ugly little bat guys and that's not just me trying to be mean That's how they are inherently
1: sounds like imps are to fairies as orcs are to elves Just kind of the grubby mean looking version
0: exactly and just because imps have funny looking faces doesn't mean they don't deserve our friendship That's true So, around the time that Western Europe began to be Christianized, imps' reputation turned from harmless tricksters to more satanic minions, and they were lumped in with the witch hunts of the Renaissance. So, that's where a lot of the bad vibes surrounding imps kind of come from. Oh, beans. Isn't that sad? Yeah. But we're here to dispel those notions. So Imps' whole thing is that they crave attention. They crave human attention, namely, which is great news for us. And really a big reason that they play their pranks is because they just want to be acknowledged and it's harmless fun to them. And usually their pranks are pretty benign. Some of them can be a little more dire, like switching babies and leading travelers astray on their path, but usually what they do is small outbursts of magic kind of like prestidigitation where they might like poof a little bit of flame in your face or a little bit of fireworks from their hands and just kind of make a little show and and kind of giggle and run off, but that's kind of the extent of their tricks.
1: It sounds like, to make another reference, uh, Labyrinth. Like the the goblins from Labyrinth. They Mm -hmm. seem to have very impish qualities. Exactly, yes. I wonder if imps and goblins share a common ancestry.
0: Very possible. They're both, if I'm not mistaken, of European ancestry.
1: Goblins are definitely German.
0: I look forward to doing our goblin episode one of these days.
1: Me too.
0: So, as I was saying about imps desiring human companionship, The sad thing is that like when an annoying little kid that doesn't belong to you is trying to get your attention by playing little pranks on you, a lot of people will just become fed up with them and the imps will just kind of run away. A lot of people consider them small and unimportant and so imps don't often succeed in getting the attention they desire. Poor little homies. Yeah. But imps will also play pranks on their human friends that they do succeed in locking in, either out of boredom or just because it's their nature. So that's kind of what they do all day.
1: At least you know what you're in for.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But besides playing pranks, imps do have some other special skills. Often you will find them to be the familiars of witches and warlocks, and they can serve as spies or informants. They're really good at it. Because they're so small, and they can be quiet if they want to be. And they can collect information and bring it back to their masters.
1: That's a capacity I am definitely familiar with them having.
0: Right. You're probably referring to Shira, princesses of power, aren't you?
1: Actually, I was thinking more of Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I do love that show. And there is a little imp that serves uh, Hordak that spies for him mm-hmm. and repeats back things that it hears. Kind of like a parrot or a recorder.
0: Yeah, and I was going to tell our listeners about the imps in D&D, but with you being a seasoned dungeon master, I thought maybe you would like to relay some of that information about their characters in the game.
1: Sure. I mean, typically they're employed as really easy enemies if you're in a campaign that deals with the the devil's culture or the nine hells. But more recently, they've been included as a sort of companion for the Warlock class. If you choose what's called the Pact of the Chain, you can have a uh, a familiar that represents where you get your power from. And if you get your powers from something more infernal, then the chain familiar that you'll have is an imp. And the imp can turn itself invisible. It can speak in human languages. And it spies for you, and uh, it's really helpful if you're trying to, like, scope out a situation before you dive in.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's all good information. And sometimes imps are bound in certain objects, like a bottle, a crystal ball, or a sword, until their masters need them.
1: I think that's how it works in Dungeons & Dragons as well, if you have them as, like, a warlock companion.
0: I see. We don't want to lock them up anywhere. We're going to give them a new lease on life. Yeah,
1: stretch your wings. Come out and play.
0: <laughs> but while we're on the topic of pop culture, I think people might be upset with us if we didn't mention that they are also another favored pet of warlocks in World of Warcraft. Hmm. And do you remember in Disney's Hercules, those two little devil guys named Pain and Panic?
1: Oh yeah, the sort of Hades lackeys.
0: Yes, well those were imps. Huh. Yeah, so they come in all different colors and... One of them was fat, so they're not all skinny and bony, but I digress. Yeah, they're just kind of little minions that are good supporting characters in today's media. Uh, Here's another fun fact that I learned yesterday. Baby Tasmanian devils are called imps. That's...
1: Precious and very appropriate. Isn't
0: that cute? Because they're devils and they're little Mm -hmm. baby imps. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love it.
1: Little babies. (laughs) So I do have a few other questions. Please. About imps. I was wondering, and this is always a question that I ask, uh, what do they eat?
0: So because they're more of a sort of demon-like creature, the information that I found was that imps don't really need to eat physical food. They get their energy from playing pranks and having jokes and but that's just kind of what they subsist on
1: as uh, our friend Aaron would say they're in it for the goofs. Mhm. Now, do they have any fears or major dislikes?
0: Really, their biggest dislike is loneliness.
1: Aww. Oh. That's oh, the-, the cockles of my heart.
0: <laughs> like I said, their one true desire is just to get people's attention. At whatever cost.
1: But they don't have, like, an aversion to salt or pure iron or all that other classic ward off a devil thing?
0: Not necessarily. There's definitely information in literature about angels warding off imps in cemeteries and cathedrals and other sacred places. Hapaya! (laughs) Hapaya! But not any one material will drive them off, necessarily. Imps are thought of as immortal, but they can be fairly easily destroyed by certain magical weapons or enchantments or kept away from people's homes by wards. So, like I said, they're pretty low level. But we're not
1: trying to hurt them.
0: Exactly. We're trying to befriend them.
1: That's right. That's what this podcast is all about. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know if they have any kind of society or do they interact with each other a lot? Because it sounds like they mostly just deal with people or bigger devils.
0: Right. From what I could find, imps don't really live in colonies, so to speak. But they do often like to play pranks on each other, if not humans.
1: Oh Well, that's that's cute. It makes me think of like a basket of kittens kind of <laughs> play fighting with each other.
0: Yeah, chewing on each other's tails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chop,
1: chop, chop. So... In short, can you tell us what you would suggest if we want to make an imp friend?
0: Sure. If you see an imp at your feet and they are attempting their best magic trick, maybe give them, you know, a nice round of applause. Show them that you appreciate them. It'll make their day. And maybe they'll follow you around and maybe they'll even keep you company for the long haul.
1: It's like their equivalent of presenting macaroni art to you, and then you have to do your equivalent of putting it on the fridge.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's not too hard to become their friends. They live for attention, and they love humans. So I think this is a great day for us to find an excellent little friend.
1: Yeah, it sure seems like these uh, little babies are wanting to be friends, which is always nice.
0: Yeah, and they don't have to be subjected to... Being the minions of wizards and warlocks and demons, we can show them that they have more benevolent friend options in us. Yes, in (laughs) us. The good news is that imps don't really devise any elaborate schemes. So if you find one that's engaged in a more nefarious plan, then it's probably the doing of another mastermind, whatever master they serve. So just know in your heart that imps aren't there to hurt you and they can become a wonderful pal. And not that we necessarily want to become their masters because we don't want to hold any friend against their will, but another cool thing about them is that they have been known to grant wishes like a genie. So that's super cool. That is really cool. But to summarize, if you find an imp on your travels in Europe, please give it the time of day. Don't ignore it. It'll just run off with its tail between its legs, and it's not gonna take any time at all to give it a thumbs up and a a chuckle.
1: It takes so little, and it means so much.
0: So this is the part of the show where we give our friends a special rating. If you've never listened to us before, welcome. Hello there. We have a a four-tiered rating system That kind of describes how easy it is to become friends with our featured pal. So the first tier is friend-shaped. That means that this little buddy is super easy to get along with. They don't have any evil in their heart. And there's a lot of evidence of this creature having human companions in the real world.
1: Next level up from there is Cheeky Friend. Cheeky Friends aren't necessarily difficult to become friends with. But you should be prepared for some some hijinks and some goofs, some annoyances.
0: The third up is Spicy Friend. And this is someone who's harder to become friends with safely without risking your health and well-being. But we still think you should try with caution.
1: Yes, definitely exercise caution. Last on the list is Not a Friend Yet. These are creatures that have no record of companionship with humans usually interaction with humans and these creatures is negative or hostile and we're not counting them out yet but it'd be good to keep your wits about you and be aware that this is going to be a a true challenge
0: right so this should come as no surprise to you But imps have Cheeky Friend written all over them for me.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Cheeky Friend tier was designed specifically for imps.
0: I certainly think about imps every time we say those words. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're not hard to become friends with, but you have to make sure you practice a lot of patience around them because they are going to try to get on your nerves, but they're doing it all in good fun.
1: Yep, it's for the goofs. It's
0: for the goofs. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We're so glad that you could join us today.
1: And hopefully you got a fair interpretation of what having an imp in your life would be like.
0: Yeah, I've always had affection in my heart for imps. I think they're precious, and I think that people give them less credit than they deserve. Agreed. And down to the nitty-gritty. Everyone, if you liked our show please give us a subscribe. It would mean the world to us. And when you subscribe to our podcast on whatever directory you're using, you'll be notified whenever we release new episodes, which is every Saturday at 12 midnight Central Standard Time.
1: And if you're really feeling full of beans, why don't you go ahead and leave us a uh, review too? It really helps.
0: If you are not already aware, we are all over the internet. We've got a new Twitter page where we release... A clue every Friday about the content of our following day's episode. And we have a Facebook page, too. Look for a Friends of Legend podcast.
1: And, of course, we also have a website, friendsoflegend.com, where you can see our entire library of episodes, frequently asked questions, information about us, and you can even drop us a line uh, via email there if you had more questions about a particular friend, wanted to make a suggestion... Uh, wanted cat pictures that kind of thing
0: we've got two phones full of cat pictures that we'll be happy to send your way thank you again so much for listening and remember when it comes to friends of legend charm them do not harm them